It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked into Locked On Badgers. This was a big win over Rutgers for Wisconsin basketball. And we're going to talk all about it right now. My name is Asher Lowe. I am the site editor at Badgers Wire for USA Today Sports, a play-by-play broadcaster for many Badger sports, including basketball and football. But most importantly, of course, your host right here on the Locked On Badgers podcast, bringing you the insider student perspective filled with stats, special guests, and all things Badger sports. Listen and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you are on Apple, drop a review. If you are on Spotify, you can follow us and get updates whenever we post episodes. Also, follow on Twitter at ALOW underscore 33 and at Locked On Badgers for updates on everything going on with the pod. We're going to go right into it. All my thoughts on the Rutgers win coming up right now. No real structure to it. I'm just going to go chronologically, give you all my thoughts throughout that chronological game breakdown and then give you some parting thoughts about this win. It was sloppy. That's the first thing I'm going to say before I get into it. This was a sloppy win, but a win is a win. And there's a lot of reasons why it was so sloppy. A lot of self-inflicted reasons. A lot of things Rutgers did to muck up this game. And they did not play well for about 75% of this game, in my opinion. Just to start off with that, their interior presence offensively really struggled at times when I thought they could have taken more advantage of Wisconsin's interior defense. Um, They looked out of sorts on the perimeter. Wisconsin did a great job. That's where I give Wisconsin a lot of credit. They did a fantastic job uh, breaking down the Rutgers guards on that end, really not allowing anything easy for Harper Jr., for Jacob Young. So credit to Tyler Wall, who did a great job on Geo Baker to start the game and to close it. Credit to... Brad Davison to Aleem Ford on Ron Harper Jr. Those guys did a fantastic job on the perimeter, and that was really nice to see. Let's get into it right now. Brad Davison got things started for Wisconsin, and before I get into Brad's early shooting, the lineup was different. The starting lineup was different, and I wasn't surprised at all. If you listened to the preview yesterday or watched our live show with Rutgers Rivals, that was not surprising to me because there's simply no way that you can have Micah Potter and Nate Reavers on the floor and expect to guard a Rutgers lineup that has Ron Harper Jr. at six foot six, and he's a complete offensive creator as their second biggest player. It just wasn't going to happen. So it was really nice to see Greg Gard go to Tyler Wall to start the game. He did a fantastic job on Geo Baker and a great job defensively overall throughout the night. And so that helped Wisconsin early. I think that was the right move, no doubt, just because you can't play those two guys together when there aren't two post presences on the floor. Defensively, you will get absolutely torched. Also, Nate Reavers just didn't have it tonight, and I'll get into more about that in a sec, but Wisconsin needs him back. They really need him back to form. Brad Davison got things started. He only had two points at Michigan. You were expecting the senior to give us more offensively. He did just that over the first few minutes. Scored a really quick eight points for Wisconsin, brought the energy on that end, and right off the bat, the bench was really hyped up. I'm going to get into that way later, but the bench energy was way better all throughout the night than it was against Indiana, against Maryland, against Michigan. So that was nice to see. That'll be one of my takeaways, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But Brad started off and then a lean forward. Yes, sir. This is the kind of guy that can play at the NBA level when he plays like that, right? He's not going to be an NBA player, but a 6'8", athletic, 
combo forward that can guard every position on the floor, can take it to the rim, has really good footwork, underrated actual skill. He's a very skilled player. His footwork is fantastic. He also had the filthiest move of his entire career. Ba-da-da, ba-da-da. Against Miles Johnson, jabbing in the right corner, driving at him, and then a little fillet with the right hand around three Rutgers players. Just a gorgeous flip from Leem. And he was awesome in the first half. The big difference that led him to nine points. And you even saw this in the first half for him tonight. First half against Michigan. He was 0 of 2 from 3. Those were the only two shots he took. Miscontested threes. Didn't score. How about tonight? First half for Aleem. 4 of 8 from the field. But in that, 0 of 3 from 3. So he was 4 of 5 from 2-point land. 0 of 3 from 3. 9 points led the way. Tied with Brad Davison to lead Wisconsin in scoring throughout the first half. Potter had a couple nice uh, post moves. It really put Rutgers in the spin cycle a little bit too. Demetric Trice went out of the game with six minutes left, around six minutes left, with his second foul. And I I totally respected and liked the decision by Greg Gard to take him out there. Wisconsin had a lead. They were playing overall pretty well, especially on the defensive end of the floor, especially on perimeter uh, defense. All all the perimeter defenders tonight really did a great job controlling the ball handler, staying in front, not getting beat cheaply, and forcing Wisconsin into some help-the-helper scramble situations. So credit the perimeter defense and credit Greg Gard for taking out Trice there. Didn't want him to pick up his third foul. I get it. Totally understood that decision. But as happens when your leader's out sometimes, Wisconsin struggled to close the half. Jacob Young had a nice finish for Rutgers. Got in transition a little bit. Rutgers points in the paint. Once again, beating Wisconsin a lot. But that wasn't just because Rutgers scored in the paint. There was another reason to that that I'm going to tell you about in, in a sec. When we talk about the second half, I'm going to get a little mad uh, for a sec. There was something to get very mad about for me in this game. But Trice went out, Wisconsin struggled a little bit, Rutgers came back, they were only down one at halftime in a game where you maybe felt like Wisconsin should have led by more at half, especially given how they started it defensively. But Trice going out, like I said, a big part of that. And in the first half, Wisconsin really didn't get much going on the interior after the first, say, 10-15 minutes. The last five minutes, it was all perimeter-oriented, weren't breaking down. Rutgers on D, or on offense, I should say, and Rutgers was taking advantage on offense, getting out quickly, scoring in transition, scoring before the Badger defense, which was really good tonight overall, could get set. Rutgers down one at halftime, and then the second half started, and the first 10 minutes of the second half, specifically a six-minute stretch, is something that makes my blood boil for Wisconsin basketball. I'm, I was livid watching this, and you could see it coming from a mile away when it started, And then it just kept happening for like 10 minutes. Wisconsin finally got out of it. But I'll tell you what I'm so mad about in just a sec. But first, betonline.ag is the place that we trust. That Locked On trusts for all your betting needs. And by the way, there is a big game tomorrow for Packer fans. I'm sure I don't need to tell you that. If you're a Wisconsin Badger fan, there's a good chance you're a Packer fan too. And you're ready for the game against the Rams. But I would make an account right now at betonline.ag. Use the free promo code Locked On 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, no spaces. And I would ride the Rams, or sorry, ride the Packers, minus seven, minus seven and a half. I almost got fired off my own show for saying that with, I'm sure, a lot of Packer listeners. No, I would take the Packers. They're going to win by two scores, in my opinion. And betonline.ag is the place to go, the place we trust. Even better, if you go to betonline.ag and you want some advice, some 
ideas for how to bet that money with that free money you're going to get from the Locked On bonus code and 50% welcome bonus deposit, go to the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. It is available wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you at betonline.ag. They give you quick-hitting betting advice, the smartest wagers every day, and some locked-on locks for you to make money. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. So here is what made me really, 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 really upset. Wisconsin fell in love with the three ball in the second half. They absolutely fell in love with it. For a team that averages... About 21 threes a game. They shot 15 in the second half alone. 3 of 15 from 3. They were 6 of 25 on the night. 3 of 15 from 3. A whopping 20%. And this wasn't about misses. This was about bad threes. When Wisconsin fell into a lull, they didn't score for nearly 6 minutes in this game. From 16 minutes to 10 minutes. And luckily, Rutgers' lack of offense combined with Wisconsin's defense, especially Rutgers' lack of finishing on the interior, kept Wisconsin in the lead. But man, they really, really fell in love with the three. They shot 13 shots in the second half of the first 10 minutes. Nine of them were from three. Like I said, in that six-minute stretch where they didn't score, three threes missed, four shots in total, so only one shot from two-point range. Three of them were from three. It was a nightmare to watch. And when Wisconsin finally got out of falling in love with the three, and these were bad shots, guys, Transition threes for Trevor Anderson and Brad Davison. I'm good. I'm okay. I don't need to. I don't need that in my offense, please. These jumpers just didn't make sense. I like the three sometimes, right? I like it for certain players. When Meech takes them, I'm okay with it, especially at the end of the game, which we'll get into. Mr. Closer himself, Mr. Bailout himself, Demetri Trice did his thing again at the end of the game. But man, when Wisconsin falls in love with the three, stops playing, attack first, inside out, bad things happen on offense, and bad things happened in that stretch. Luckily, like I said, Wisconsin's perimeter defense really kept them in it. And then, man, Rutgers stars really struggled in this game. Ron Harper Jr., and credit Wisconsin's defense for some of it. Ron Harper also just took some really bad shots. 2 of 13 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. Geo Baker just 4 of 11. And Jacob Young was the only one that really got it going at the end of the first half and into the second, 9 of 15 from the field with 19. But when Harper and Baker combined for 6 of 24 for Rutgers, you're not going to win many games if you're a Scarlet Knights fan. And I think they know that down there in Piscataway, New Jersey. So who got Wisconsin out of their offensive lull? If you didn't even watch the game, you could probably guess. It was Demetri Trice, who, as I said, had to sit in the first half for much of the first half. But the result was him playing the entire 20 minutes of the second half, the only Badger to do that. Played all 20 minutes, was plus five in the second half, had nine second half points to lead the way, three of six from the field, but ended the game, basically ended the night with an 8-0 personal Demetri Trice run from around six minutes to three minutes left. It gave Wisconsin a 10-point lead. It went from 46 to 44 to 54-44 Badgers. They turned it on thanks to Meech, 
And Wisconsin Basketball at Badger Notes on Twitter, they're called Wisconsin Basketball, but they're not the official page. They photoshopped Meech's head onto Damian Lillard, where Lillard has that you know thing of pointing at his hand. It's Meech time, or it's Meech time. It is Meech time, but it's Lillard time. Points at the watch, points at the wrist. It was Meech time in Piscataway, New Jersey at the rack. It's been Dimitri Trice time for the last few weeks for the Badgers. Wisconsin has a closer, and it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. So Wisconsin's up by 10. You think the game's over, right? Wrong. Why? 0 of 3 from 3 in the next few minutes. Wisconsin shoots three consecutive threes. They were all contested, except Micah Potter's, I guess, off a of pick and pop wasn't totally contested. It was pretty deep, though. And boom, Rutgers has a chance again. But... Guess who? Demetri Trice drives under a minute left, gets fouled by attacking the rim, and that's essentially game. Rutgers couldn't convert as well uh, on a few chances they had over the last two minutes. They really couldn't convert for most of the night with their stars. Like I said, Ron Harper Jr. was nowhere to be found. Give Ford some credit there, but also he took himself out of the game at times, didn't look 100% healthy, and he's just been really off for the last four games in which has been four consecutive Rutgers losses. So Steve Peichel and crew really have some work to do. They were very, very poor for about 75% of this game. Like I said, I really thought the only stretch where they played well, the last five minutes of the first half where they were really pushing in transition, forcing Wisconsin into those long threes, baiting them, and Wisconsin took the bait, but Rutgers then coupled that with Jacob Young getting out and getting some easy ones on the offensive end. So, Demetri Trice bails Wisconsin out again, ended up with 13, but Aleem Ford in his first half performance, just miraculous. For him to watch his confidence, watch him shine in that first 20, it was awesome to see for a guy that if you listen to this show, you know how much I give him tough love. I think he has all the potential in the world for this team, and I think he can still reach it this year, and these are games where he shows you what he can do. I mean, he literally had the filthiest move of the season. Like, like that, that right jab into that right-handed flip is a move that I think five players in this entire conference can even do, like literally. Nobody else in Wisconsin can do that. Maybe Johnny Davis can do it. But nobody else in Wisconsin can do it. There was one other huge aspect of this game that I mentioned at the start of the show. And I'm going to tell you what it is. It it was a huge difference from the last three Wisconsin games and from really the rest of the year. And you can tell it was something that they talked about and thought about coming into this one at the rack. I'll tell you what that thing is, what that change was in just a sec. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on, so find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. That change for Wisconsin basketball was bringing the energy on the bench. It started early. It started often. The Badgers bench was involved in this game. All players standing, Walt McGrory, Carter Higginbottom, shout them out. Stephen Crowell, Jordan Davis, shout them all out. I'm not going to get to all of them. Joe Hedstrom, you all deserve a huge round of applause for this one because their energy, they were standing, clapping, cheering, going nuts on the defensive end, yelling, I could hear them all game long, and it was a huge difference from a bench that was very quiet through the first few games of the year. That Maryland and Indiana game, both of those games at home, 
it felt like Wisconsin was on the road at times. It felt like the Kohl Center was Maryland's home because their bench brought the energy and Wisconsin's didn't. It felt like Indiana wanted it more during portions of that game, especially in the second half, because their bench was into it. Wisconsin's bench was into it finally, and it was a beautiful thing to see. And they mean just as much for momentum as the five players on the floor do. They deserve just as much credit tonight for the defensive energy and the momentum and the intensity that Wisconsin brought for a lot of this game. They stepped up and they got to do that all year long. The bench mob matters for every team in the Big Ten because no fans just means the, that that energy is amplified times a thousand. We can hear everything they're yelling. The players can hear it. The players know. It's the, the only noise in the gym is those benches. So it really matters. It, it's your cheering section and it's a huge help when they did what they did when they do what they did tonight. A win is a win for Wisconsin basketball. It wasn't pretty. They shot too many threes. There were things we can complain about still. The interior defense wasn't there. Just the settling really was is what killed me. And I'm going to get into it at Badger's Wire. I'm going to do some breakdowns of the threes they shot and why they were or were not the right shot. Because this is me going off of my first watch of that game. But first glance, those were a lot of bad threes that led to 6 for 25 from 3. But I don't care right now. Wisconsin's 11-3 on the year. It's a win. They're 5-2 in the Big Ten. Michigan leading at 6-0. Wisconsin basketball is right there. They're right there. And there are things they can clean up that are self-inflicted from tonight. Let's move on. Let's forget about this game. But let's chalk it up as a win that was much needed. As always, on Wisconsin. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.